Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albasti at Cruel Dubai. Certainly a time when you need more than one good horse in the yard. I'm happy to say that my first guest today has several. As I said, it is and certainly has the potential to be a career-defining season with plenty more group races to come. But he's enjoyed great success with the likes of Hookham, with Al-Bashir, who was such a promising second in yesterday's Champagne Stakes, the Jim Crack winner, uh, Minzal. He's a man who's built up a wealth of experience with some of the biggest stables in the country prior to taking out his own licence a few seasons ago with uh, spells with the legendary Martin Pipe with Josh Gifford, and then later, 12 years as assistant to Sir Michael Stout. He is, of course, Owen Burrows. Owen, good morning. Morning, Nick. You really have worked with some of the titans of the game, haven't you? I've been very, very fortunate, yeah, very fortunate to uh, work with some geniuses. And you, you make the point that uh, you're very lucky to be training for Sheikh Hamdan now and training all these lovely horses, but this has been a, this has been a tremendous season. Could you even have imagined back in May, June, when you were champing at the bit and wanting to get out there and run these horses that could have worked out quite as well as it has? Um, yeah, obviously, we're always striving to, to be competing at the top level. Um, and I thought sort of May time that they were a good bunch of two-year-olds, uh, you know, as nice as I've had since I've been training. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we had Huckham, who won promisingly last year at Kempton, and, you know, we were hoping he was going to go on and, and be a high-profile horse for us. So, yeah, no, we're thrilled. Let's get yesterday out of the way, first of all. When you were driving home last night... Was it disappointment, satisfaction, mixture of both? They both run well, but neither has won. Yeah, you know, obviously we're you know disappointed. Um, you know, disappointed for myself, the whole team. You know, it's a, it was a big few days leading up to it, and a few sleepless nights. But you know, when you absorb it all in, you know, there's plenty of positives to be taken from it. Um, I think the two-year-olds, you know, just probably a little bit of inexperience got him beat. Taking nothing away from the winner, and this is Al Bashir who was second yes, in the Champagne yeah, Stakes. I yeah. mean, he's run a great race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. He, he's done nothing wrong. Um, the experience won't be lost on him. So, you know, I'll speak with Sheikh Hamdan if he's happy. Then, we, you know, no reason not to think about Dewhurst um, and Huckham. Again, done nothing wrong. Possibly, Grant. Ground may have been a touch quick, Jim mentioned, but I, I don't think he probably quite got home. You know, I know he stayed a furlong sort of less at Newbury, but, you know, a lot less company. You've got to stay in, you know, and be a proper stayer in these sort of group one and certainly classic, you know, there, there's only a few of them each year and you have to be hardened and tough and everything has to be right for you. So you're feeling good about them, and they both trotted up well this morning. Yeah, yeah. My head girl Hannah's messaged me this morning and said they um, El Bashir has actually put on weight, which is typical El Bashir. He's another he, great mind on him. Um, and yeah, I mean, how, unusual, from, how unusual is that? Um, it, it's not it like he just happen. went down the road, is it? He's yeah, travelled all the way to Donington. Again, he eats well. He's pretty. He's pretty laid back about life, and as long as they eat well and drink well, then it, you know it, it's uh, it's uh, it's a sign that you know they're taking it all in their stride as such if you've got one which possibly is worrying a little bit about it they'll lose more but touch wood this year we we've found that a few are putting you know weight on well not these i'm saying weight it's, it's very minimal um but yeah it shows that they've not had a hard race and that they're thriving and their, their well-being is good you say he's such a laid-back individual does he reflect his trainer 
Um, yeah, not too bad. I wasn't last week. Um, yeah, you, you, yeah, if you don't get excited about the big days, then, you know, it's not like I'm Mr. Stout or Mr. Gosden who have been doing it for umpteen years and have had umpteen chances in these big big group ones classics so um yeah to not not feel a little bit of pressure and get excited i don't think would be normal but it's quite a high pressure job you say you're lucky you are lucky you're getting sent a steady stream of beautifully bred horses but um are you someone who can wear the pressure well do you, do you find yeah, it straightforward I'd, yeah um good job i've got no hair probably <laughs> i wouldn't have by now but uh yeah you, you know you just you just have to absorb it up and you know not try to you know, take it to to heart as such. You know, as I say, I'm very lucky this year. You know, we've got some lovely horses, and and we shall try and do our utmost to get the the best out of them. Take me back to to the beginning, where where it all started in racing for for Owen Burrows as a conditional jockey over jumps. Yeah, well, my father. Uh, was head lad for David Nicholson right through sort of the 80s so I, I was brought up in racing um, and yeah I was, was fortunate to, to have a few rides starting at Martin Pipes um, great times um, I was pretty average jockey <laughs> but when, uh, when, you, when you went to Martin Pipes he was in his absolute pomp wasn't he I mean oh, he, he was, he'd yeah. already been champion trainer a hatful of times and you know, winners were just expected every day yeah. what, what was the vibe down there like when you were there oh, it, was, it was a great place to, to work um, you know from a young jockey's point of view it was brilliant because there was loads of horses to ride they're always well schooled always 110% fit so at the end of the day, it was probably your errors if they were getting beat, you know. Um, and yeah, it, it was good times. What was he like to ride for? You know, when when you were a, a young conditional jockey, and you, as you say, when you were going riding the horse, they were probably likely as not favourite most times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we, we he'd always speak to you either before you left if he wasn't going racing, um, and you know, you weren't tied down to huge orders you know it was well documented the majority of them used to you know as he's, why make problems for yourself they were fit go out in front and and no excuses then you know they tended to jump well um so, you know and then if you did balls up <laughs> uh you'd you'd be up the house and he would go through the videos with you and point you out where where you went wrong so very methodically he'd he doesn't strike me as someone who would get cross as such. No, there was never any raised voices as such. But, yeah, you knew when you'd made a cock up. <laughs> Did you make many? Oh, plenty. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than he let on. Did you think at that point, because I remember, you know, O'Burrows claiming whatever it was at the time, 7-5, was, a, you know, the sort of conditional jockey people were talking about a bit. You know, you had a bit of, you had a bit of traction. Did you think, well, hello, I, could be, I could be on my way here? <sighs> Yeah, I can remember riding a winner for Martin at um, Sandown. And, uh, yeah, I, I was sat in the waiting room afterwards and Richard Johnson was obviously, he was, yes, younger than me then, I think, just. Um, Still is. And, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he said, well, you know, be champion conditional next year, you know. And it struck me, you know, bit uh, by surprise and just circumstances uh, at the end of the day I wasn't blooming good enough simple as you know um, I'm not going to make any excuses for that but 
But is it is it not part partly the fact that you it had taken you by surprise that someone even might have thought of you as a champion champion conditional? Is is that part of it as well? The idea that you really actually have to believe that you can do it as well yeah, as being. Yeah, and certainly now training, you know, I look back, I probably didn't want it enough, you know, because you'd be disappointed you you were beaten on something, but it only lasts half an hour, an hour. Whereas now, if one of mine's, you know, I'll, I'll you just ask my wife, I'm a right miserable so-and-so, <laughs> you know? And I look back and think, yeah, you know, like AP back in the, you know, it's, I'd say he was probably a nightmare to live with for, for the time he was riding. Um, and I think, yeah, I, I probably didn't want it enough and didn't believe probably in myself enough. Um, and as I say, now, you yeah, God, I hate it if we get beat. Mm. Absolutely hate it. So if you if you'd had the trainer's mindset that you have now when you were as a jockey, things might have worked out possibly, a li- yeah, a little bit differently. Possibly, yeah, yeah. Are you still in touch with Martin? Um, a little bit. He, 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 you know, they're very good. When we had our Royal Ascot winner, received a letter through the post from him, from Carol and Dave. Um, he paid us a visit a couple of years ago, um, which was interesting. It was late morning and third lot. I thought he'd probably want to jump in the truck and watch third lot. No, just wanted me to take him around the yard. Uh, wanted to look at what bedding we were using, what hay we were using, what feed we were using. He, he you know, he was still, still thinking, and he, you know, quite rightly said, he said you know, we, we have to keep tabs on everybody else and, and see what everybody else is using, and and um, yeah, he, he not not missing a trick. Unbelievable, a total one-off. I think, yeah, exactly, yeah, I think he, he was, yeah, he was well before his time, wasn't he, back in his heyday, and, you know, even now still, he's still sort of on the ball and looking in ways of trying to improve everything. You, you went from one much-loved character in, in Martin Pipe to another in, in Josh Gifford, I mean, you couldn't find two, two more different personalities, what, what was your time at, at Finden like? Uh, great, great times, great people, um... You know, some some of my best friends still were made down there. Um, a completely different environment. Um, Josh was more old school in how he trained, um, but you know, great great horseman, great trainer, and and you know, he he his methods were completely different to what Martin's were. In, in what way? Just he he was sort of you know we'd we'd go trekking off for miles, you know, and we'd be cantering up hills grass hills just anywhere there was a bit of rough ground he had great great facilities mind you know we had great grass gallops um had a nice all weather there but he had plenty of land which we we just used the land um and you know he wasn't quite into the the modern side of it we didn't scope too much and you know he just used his eye and some and somehow it worked tell us about the atmosphere there because you were there with a lot of people who who our audience would be very familiar with mm, now. Yeah. You were all sort of in your late teens, early yeah, 20s, early I suppose, 20s, at the time. Yeah. So, obviously, Philip Hyde was first jockey, Leighton Aspel. Um, I, I shared a house with Leighton for a few years. Roger Varian. Um, so, yeah, there, there's, there was you know some good, good guys down there, good guys. And could you have predicted everyone's path then when you were, when you were all friends and... In your early twenties and making your way, would you would you have ever believe that um, you and Roger Varian would be locking yeah, heads in group uh, races? Did he always have that sort of? He's, he was pretty laid him? back, Roger, as, as a young fella. Was um, he? he was a good rider, very good rider, but um, 
Yeah, he'd, he'd obviously spend a bit of time with Michael Jarvis in Newmarket before um, on summer holidays. So, you know, it was something which was in his in his mind. Um, but it's I can mention a little story. It's typical Josh because you worked hard, but you played hard down there. It was it was the the social side of it. It was it was good good fun. Um, and I can remember, we, I think it was a Friday evening, and there was a a, um, a local sort of fair in the village, and um, work morning next morning, and the younger lads used to have to go back at sort of eight thirty, nine o'clock, just check the horses' waters. And uh, Roger said, "No, I'm going to do that tonight. You guys kick on. You know, I'm I'm going to do that." And uh, thought bit of dedication. You know, do me well, and uh, we all cleared off down into the village. Had a great time, and um, Josh used to walk his dogs sort of last thing nine o'clock time, and uh, he he suddenly you know come across Roger. He said, what what are, you, what are you doing, Roger? He said, I'm doing the waters, Governor. You know, um, work morning tomorrow. A bit of dedication and. Get yourself down to the village and go and enjoy yourself," he said. You know? And like next day, Roger's like, "Christ," he said, "I got a rollicking for not going out last night." He said, "Thought I was trying to do the right thing." Yeah, he's seen that but a few that times. was that was that was Josh. You know, he he liked you to work hard, but to enjoy yourselves as well. So they were happy days down at down at Finden. Most definitely, yeah. When did the point come where you thought, "Well, I've got to I've got to move on here. I've got to try something a little bit different." Yeah. Well, I I. Got down to my, you know, only claiming three, and you know it was. I picked up rides at claiming five because you know you've got that bit of experience and you're taking five off then. But then when you're down to three, you know you're near enough competing with the likes of AP and and Richard Johnson. And as I said, I wasn't wasn't good enough then, and I started to lose a few rides because of that. And there was obviously five pound claimers coming along, which you know were probably worth worth that five pound and were better than me and you know i i always said to me that i didn't want to be scrubbing around them I mean, in you know a few rides ride a week or something like that and riding not dodgy ones but just think i didn't find that there was no enjoyment just turning up at the races and jumping three or four in the pack and then tailing off and pulling up you know that 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 wasn't wasn't what i wanted to do so it was then to, to Newmarket and... Yeah, I, I had... A, my brother at the time was actually living in Jersey, so I cleared off over there for a summer and, and rode, I'd made a contact in Jersey uh, racing-wise, so I rode through that summer and, yeah, through Roger and, and another guy who we used to work with at uh, Find and Paul. They were both uh, there and, yeah, they let me lodge with them for a bit and that was where it all started, yeah. And... You ended up with Sir Michael Stout, and for a, for a long time as well. Again, yeah, again, just very fortunate. I was with Sean Woods to start with, um, and again, I had a ride for Sean. He's obviously Philip Hyde's brother-in-law, um, so I was just riding out for Sean. His assistant left, and he asked me if I fancied it, but and he didn't leave till probably September of that season. So I literally did it to the end of the season through the winter breaking in the yearlings, which was great fun at Sean's. It was a bit different to how I'd uh, been taught. Um, and then suddenly, yeah, that sort of February time, he was offered his his trainer's job in Hong Kong. And well, hang on a minute. Now we're all suddenly, you know. Uh, but again, credit to Sean. He, he said to every member of staff that he would uh, do his utmost to uh, find them good jobs. And 
as it was happened. Patrick Pendergast was assistant at St Michael's at the time. He was leaving to go back to Ireland, so obviously set up himself. And Sean put a good word in for me at St Michael's, and um, yeah, I went there. Like when I first started, you know, I was riding two lots out and and just helping out. But as time went on, obviously it, it developed up, and yeah, it was amazing to be working with such such class animals. Give me an indication as to what it was like to work with, with Sir Michael Stout, because, again, he is not someone who has ever really done it by the playbook. He's invented his own his own playbook. Yeah, he, you know, he, he's, he's a... Um I'd probably not say he's a private man, but, he, he you know, he, he has his ways of doing things and, you know, he sticks to that and it's... Um, as someone like myself, you know, you could be stood next to him as the horse is, you know, he wouldn't immediately tell you, right, we're doing this with this horse for that reason. You, as time went on, you realised what he was doing it for and you got to learn like that. You know, you could ask, but he wouldn't be, right, we're going to send this that way or, you know, because I don't want him to be climbing hills or, or you know, you just had to take it and absorb it all in. Do you think he always knew exactly why he was doing something, or was it all instinctive? I think it was all instinctive. That's that's why I think he's so good. It was just, you know, um, he wasn't afraid to try different things, and he moved with the times as well. You know, I know he, he's he's been training for a long time, but he wasn't afraid to to, you know, use the more mod- modern methods of science, veterinary science, and. Um, you know, he realised you you've got to, to compete still at the highest level. You've got to move with the times. What were what were your fondest memories of, of Freemason of being um, at Michael Stouts? You know, again, I was very fortunate. We, I was there for Criskin, Northlight, Workforce, Islington, Conduit. You know, you, now I'm training, and you you know just to have a Group One runner is hard enough. You know, to find these horses. Um, for them to actually win, it uh, yeah you don't realise until you're doing it yourself how hard it is to find these horses, and just to be dealing in with that calibre of horse, you know nearly every year he was finding them you know, um, so, yeah he, he's just a yeah class class trainer. Who was the most exciting <laughs> horse you worked with there? Which was the one that I got think you out the of bed probably the Harbinger was the one who didn't you know he was amazing in that King George. And what he would have done after that, who knows? You know, he, he could have been an arc winner. And I just, he, yeah, what he did that day at Ascot was amazing. And, and would, did you all know he was going to do it? He'd, he'd obviously showed a good level at home as a younger horse. Um, you know, people ask, he, he's one of the sort of things with Sir Michael with his patience that, you know, he, he, he was an immature two-year-old and, you know, he, Probably myself, you know, you saw a little bit and you might have been, well, I'd like to get on and give this fella a run, you know, but no, I think he ran first time in a wood dit and got beat. Um, but we always saw plenty of potential. And just leading up to the King George, he um, he did a bit of work up the Alba Hatchery. I think Olivier Pellier rode him that day. And, yeah, he was, he was very, very impressive so it didn't come as a total surprise obviously it was slightly was that, mixed. The, best, was that the best bit of homework you've ever seen um carlton house would have been right up there yeah his homework was was very impressive um he was just a little fragile probably so that we didn't see the full potential on the track 
Um, was he one that got away, Carlton House? Do you think? I didn't say he got away. I think he, you know, he did. He, he won a Dante, and all right, we were gutted in the derby that year. Just, you know, he lost a shoe and got hampered around the Tattenham corner, and ah, it's just, you know, one of those things. It, it didn't quite happen for him. Because you knew exactly what a really good horse was, and you'd been spoiled by having all these lovely horses—not at your disposal, but you know, in your in your eye line every day. Was that an advantage or a disadvantage when you actually had your name on the license? It it must be an advantage, I, you know. But uh, yeah, you can also uh, look at it and think, oh, God, we haven't got much this year, or you know. It, but like, fortunately, this season, as I say, we you know, I was very lucky. My first year training, I think my twelfth runner was Massat in the Guineas, who was second. You know, I very fortunate to inherit him off off Mr Hills and you know he'd been second in a Dewhurst and you know he, his, his homework had looked good from an early stage because he you know he was a big raw horse at two and you know I'm sure Mr Hills would say the same we we didn't know whether he was much good but until we got him on the grass he he went past us one morning we we both sort of thought Oof, hang on a minute this fella's all right um so, yeah, I'm sure it's an advantage. Well, you've got some proper horses to look forward to now. And we talked about Al-Bashir at the beginning. Um, I'm guessing that the Dewhurst is the, is the obvious place for him to go to, to have another crack at Chindit. Yes, I think so, as long as um, Sheikh Hamdan's happy. Uh, I spoke to Angus and Richard was there yesterday. And I just think a little bit of inexperience probably got him beat, taking nothing away from the winner. Um, but as I say, he's not too bothered by it. He's put on a couple of kilos, and you know, if God willing, if he's all right, then we'll, you know, we'll we'll certainly be considering it. But is he the best two-year-old in your yard? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. Well, again, very fortunate that you know we've got Minzal as well. Um, a different type of horse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. it's an unfair question, I grant you. Yeah. One's your yeah. one's your Guineas winner <laughs> for next year, and the other one might be winning your Commonwealth Cup. It would be nice, yeah, yeah. I, you know, people ask me after the gym crack, you know, would he be a Guinea's star? I just think the speed he shows, I don't really see him staying. Um, and speaking to Angus, is do we need to be trying to make him stay? You know, the Commonwealth Cup's there um, for this type of horse. Um, so yeah, that that would be the plan with him. I mean, he was brilliant in the gym crack. I, I don't know quite the the strength of the form, and we'll find out a bit more in the. In the middle part, but does he does he keep getting stronger and better he's, at, at home? Yeah, he, you know he's a laid back uh, horse. You know, especially for sort of a six furlong, he's he's not buzzy. Um, so yeah, he, you know Angus was down last week. We looked round Wednesday evening. Looks great. Um, yeah, he takes everything in stride. So that will be that will be the plan to go to sort of two weeks yesterday. He, as you say. He, he seems to have a, a great attitude to the job, nice and low to the ground, just gets on with it, keeps finding when, when he hits the front as well. Yeah, you know, that's, that's the, you know, seeing him there on screen, he, he, as you said, he, he really gets his head down and, and wants to gallop, you know, wants to go forward. Um, and, you know, that easy sort of ground that day, I don't know whether that would be Up his ideal as mm. such. You know, I'm hoping it'll be sort of good ground for um, Newmarket. He, I'm sure looking at the forecast, probably on the... Um, quicker side, mm. but he was quick at Salisbury. But obviously, that that's only a sort of novice. But he didn't seem to mind it that day. And how do you see things unfolding for you and and for your family over the next 
five or six years. Wow. Um, yeah, God willing, some of these, you know, we can see the the group one is, it's it, you know, that's the main target as such, you know. You're getting pretty close now. Yeah, you know, we've had, fortunate we've had group twos, group threes, um, second in a in a classic. Um, so, yeah, to, to get, get one of them on the board and, and just keep trying to, you know, produce top horses for the boss, you know. Um, he's uh, he, He's been great. He's been very, you know, very uh, supportive of me, you know, sending us some great, great stock. Um, you know, I'm just thankful I can repay him back a bit now that we're producing a few for him. Luck on Sunday, proudly sponsored by Albastiet Cruel Dubai.